Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast. This is 1140B. The Bs are always guests. And we have a wonderful interview and a great book to talk about today. Dana Dorfman, her website is Dr. Dr. Dana, D-A-N-A, Dorfman, D-O-R-F-M-A-N.com, wrote a book called When Worry Works, How to Harness Your Parenting Stress and Guide Your Teen to Success. I always think that it's no use to worry unless you can do something about it. So we'll find out what you can do about it from Dr. Dana Dorfman. In the meantime, let me remind you, you're listening to a B, which is guess the A segment, is the latest news of the week and what it means to you. We had a plethora of news in the last few weeks, so do tune in to that. I want to remind people one more thing about the COVID vaccine. Under the age of 50, the current recommendation is no additional boosters are needed, at least till the fall. And over the age of 50, the Cleveland Clinic study, and I'm obviously biased by that, shows that after three boosters, your booster, especially if it's an mRNA one, starts inhibiting your immune response. So again, over the age of 50, you've got to be careful about getting it, but no additional boosters till the fall. That's the latest medical news of the week. We are brought to you, as usual, by Life's First Naturals, naturals with an S.com, makers of both bovine colostrum and Truebiotics. You can go to their website, lifesfirstnaturals.com, to see the randomized controlled trials that tell you what the appropriate use is and why I think most people over the age of 50 should routinely take both of these. I do. And by the greatagereboot.com, our website, where you can go and get everything all put together. But let's now talk about When Worry Works, a wonderful book. And if you will, I'm going to start by asking Dr. Dana Dorfman what she means by who are game show contestant parents and why she used that analogy in the book. She makes the book extremely interesting rather than just talking about worry and how to help your child. Dana, thanks very much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So a game show contestant, I'll just give you a little bit of context just so that it makes a little bit more sense to listeners, is the book's purpose is to help parents manage their anxieties around achievement. And as a psychotherapist and a mom, I saw among parents that there were sort of eight patterned ways of parents behaving toward their kids when it came to achievement. And these particular ways were ways that anxiety was manifesting itself. And so I created sort of eight different archetypes, which I call PARTS which is the acronym for Parent Anxiety Reaction Types. And each of these types has both 
advantages and disadvantages and also certain triggers. So the other purpose of the book is also to get parents to be a little bit more self-reflective and to realize the many ways that anxiety is actually manifesting itself in their parenting behaviors. Because oftentimes anxiety isn't always recognizable, but it is the emotion that is underlying a lot of parenting behaviors. One of those archetypes, which is what you started with or parts, is the game show contestant. And these are parents who, when they are faced with a particular achievement-related dilemma or decision, they break things down into a very binary, bifurcated way. There's either a right or a wrong. There are good, there are bad. And so these parents oftentimes, while they can be highly rational, they can kind of distill things down to their most primary sort of parts. They also have a tendency to distill things down to such a binary level that they evade the nuances of certain kinds of decisions. So that is the type. And if I could just say one other thing, in the book, I profile different cases that I have worked with. And that particular case was the decision was a parent was trying to decide between a private school and a public school for her son for high school. And he had been accepted to both, which in New York City is a whole complicated process in and of itself. And so she was really belaboring over this decision and becoming quite anxious about it. It's a very wonderful book, and it has a lot of what I would call notes in it and cases in it that make it really interesting. But what happens when the parents have very different styles? My wife and I had very different styles of dealing with problems. Is that worse for the child? In other words, my style would be to look at all the options and do a detailed table, whereas her style would be more to go with a, how does the child, how does the teenager want to handle the issue? So what happens when there are two different styles? Well, it sounds like I'm trying not to read too much into what you're describing, but it is not necessarily bad at all for parents to have two different styles. In fact, it can be quite helpful for kids to experience and learn that there are different ways to approach problems and there are different ways to approach parenting and that there is no right or wrong. And so I think that there can be helpful elements to it. However, it can also be quite problematic because I am wondering if you're implying that then the kids end up getting mixed messages or there creates more conflict between the parents, which then creates more tension in the home. In our case, it didn't because my wife was the dominant parent in the sense of our kids came out wonderfully, but it was because of her, not because of anything I did. I defaulted to her just because she was so much better at it than I was. Wow. Well, I hope she's listening. <laughs> she rarely does, but <laughs> our relatives, but my sister does, and my sister will feed back to her Great. probably that information. Oh, you just got a lot of points. <laughs> but that's true. She is much better at it than I ever thought of being. 
but in any case, when does worry work? Go ahead and let's answer the question, which is how to harness your parenting stress, guide your teen to success. So is it common for parents to worry about their children? Yes, it is very common. And I was going to put this anecdote in the book, but it didn't quite make it in. I have a very loving Jewish grandmother who the moment that I gave birth, she said to me in a very Yiddish accent, like, you'll see the minute that you have a baby, you'd never stop worrying. And she was saying how she worries about my father, even as a 65-year-old man or however old he was at the time. She said, you'll see, it's a different kind of worrying. And I think that it is true that part of anxiety's purpose or two of anxiety's primary purposes are one, to protect us. It's a survival mechanism and a a self-protective mechanism. And it is a way for us to anticipate potential problems or threats in our future. If you think about parenting, it is primarily based on we feel highly protective of our children. It's based on protection and we are preparing our kids for the future. So you could see how parenting in and of itself is sort of a primary breeding ground for anxiety. Some of the time parents unfortunately confuse or conflate love and worry that if we love someone, then we worry about them, which is sort of my grandmother's philosophy. And I think that the more aware that we can be of how our anxiety manifests, everybody has anxiety. We need anxiety. It can be quite helpful because it helps us be planful. It helps us focus. It helps mobilize us, but it can also be harmful and can hinder us, which is commonly the way that we think about anxiety, that it's in our way. And so if we can be aware of when anxiety is operating, then we have more of a choice as to do we want to use our anxiety management style to in this particular situation, or is it better for us to suspend that and use our rational brain to make that decision? I'm making this sound much easier than it actually is to do, but What I would encourage parents to do is to become more aware so that they are less reactive to their anxiety and they're more responsive to their teens. Now, one of the things when parents have teenagers, they're also worried about their own career and worried about their own development, I would think. And I don't know how common that is. But I would think that is fairly common in today's world. In other words, when you have a teen, if you're probably typical in today's world, you're in your late 30s, early 40s. And those are years when you're worried about your own career and where you're going. How does that anxiety, and I know you deal with this in the book, so forgive me for asking you this, but I want our listeners to know, how does that anxiety interact or affect the worry you have with teenagers, and what do you do about the two? Such a good question. And I think that parents are incredibly influential on their teenagers' psyches, and a parent's psychology has tremendous influence on their children's development altogether. 
depending on where a parent is in their life cycle, it is likely that their relationship to achievement and their own achievement is operating on some level. And we have historical relationships with achievement too, how our parents raised us around achievement or what our parents' attitudes or values around achievement were. And then our decisions about how we want to raise our own children. And I do invite parents and encourage parents throughout the book to examine what their relationship with anxiety and what their relationship with achievement has been throughout their lives, and even to sort of track its evolution and to just be aware of it, to be able to reflect a little bit and see if, in fact, they are in a hyper-achievement, hyper-productivity mode for themselves. They're also demonstrating and modeling that for their teens, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it is in the air of that home environment. So if you were to give someone a reason to buy this book? Should everyone with teenagers buy it? Should, is it only if you're worried about your teenager? Is it if you aren't worried about your teenager that you should get it? In other words, the book is called When Worry Works. You can find out more about it at Dr. Dana Dorfman, D-O-R-F-M-A-N, How to Harness Your Parenting Stress and guide your teen to success. Who should worry about this? (laughs) Well, I don't want to encourage people to worry. I do think that I don't know of a parent, and I don't think this is just because I practice and live in New York City, but I don't know many parents of this generation. In fact, we are statistically the most anxious generation of parents than any previously or previously who had been researched. I think that it is helpful for all parents of teenagers, or even if you feel as if you are not actively worrying or actively anxious, because I can guarantee you that on some level, anxiety is operating and propelling some of the ways that you are behaving. And the more that you can be aware of how it's helpful and when it is potentially harmful and hindering your relationship with your teenager, the better and the more empowered and the more confident you feel. So I think that it actually, and I'm not just saying this because I wrote it, although maybe I am, (laughs) I think it's a helpful book actually for any parent who is interested in achievement or finds themselves having dilemmas or having to make decisions around achievement, whether it is around athletics or instrument lessons or school. I offer many different roadmaps for parents and exercises that parents can engage in to allow them to see how their anxiety is operating. And even I think that it could be helpful. Once again, I don't think that I'm just saying this Because I wrote it, I have actually heard from many readers thus far who said that they actually can see how their anxiety even manifests at much earlier stages. Like, is my child reading on time? Is my child engaged in enough extracurricular activities? That happens much earlier in this generation than in previous ones. I want to thank you, Dr. Dana Dorfman, drdanadorfman.com, D-O-R-F-M-A-N who has written what I think is an outstanding book. 
and we should go through the title again, When Worry Works, How to Harness Your Parenting Stress and Guide Your Teen to Success. It's probably a book I think you should start reading before you get a teenager and maybe reread it at least That's what I would do if I were undergoing this again. So I'm going to gift this to my son, and I'm going to buy another copy for my daughter to handle their teenagers who are not quite teenagers yet. But it seems like a very good idea. Thank you very much, Dr. Dorfman. We are again brought to you by... Lifesfirstnaturals.com, lifesfirstnaturals.com, the makers of bovine colostrum and TrueBiotics, both things you should maybe consider if you've got young kids and they bring home upper respiratory infections at this time of year, as they both help, at least from my reading of the studies, protect against upper respiratory infections in their randomized controlled trials, as well as help all of us who are over the age of 50. Again, in my opinion, that's not an official viewpoint of anyone other than me, lifesfirstnaturals.com, as well as by the greatagereboot.com. We put all the things that you should do to live longer, younger, that is to live younger for longer so that you'll be able to take full advantage of what we expect to be the great age reboot, rebooting you back in age when it comes sometime within the next decade. And I've got, of course, thank our 50,000 or so people who download us weekly. Thanks very much for doing so. It's why we do the show to get information to you that is usable for you, very much like this book, When Worry Works, something so helpful for you. We'll be back next week. We hope you are too. Remember the A's, the latest medical news of the week, and the B's, great guests. Thanks again. We'll be back next week.